0: This is Manifest Mindset, where we delve into our true passions, inspire the best out of ourselves, and live our life with true intention every single day.
1: All right. Can you hear me, Nick?
0: Glad and sir, Bob. I got you. All
1: right. Welcome back to another episode of Manifest Mindset. We're here with Nick and Bob. Nick, how are you doing today?
0: Dude, yeah, I'm hanging right in there, Bob. How are you, man?
1: I'm doing... Uh, on the same boat, on the same boat. Um, <laughs> so I think this week you had your practice, practical, is that correct? I uh, I will be having it tomorrow. Yes. Okay. You will be having it tomorrow. So, okay. I mean, hope you're excited for that. Hope you're ready. Uh, sounded like you were pumped last time and, and nervous as well. So. Yeah, I, I'd
0: say it's, uh, it's held true to the same. Um, Definitely far more prepared than I was last time still have a ways to go um that's one of those things where even when you feel like you're completely 100% ready there's still more work to do still more refreshing refining um like I feel like it's a kind of feeling at this point where it's like yeah I'm good enough to pass um but that's never as good a feeling as you want to have
1: yeah I I guess to add on to that point Nick um and then we could just get right into it but uh as I'm learning more about like Physical therapy and like the McKenzie method are different things. I just it just opens a whole world, um, and I think I, I already know the answer that it, to the question that I'm going to ask you, but I'm going to ask you anyways. But when does I guess in physical therapy, like like the field, when does learning ever stop, or does it ever stop for you, especially in terms mm-hmm. of uh, manual therapy, in terms of uh, different patient education tools, things like that.
0: I'm going to answer your question with another question, Bob. How mediocre do you want to be?
1: Yeah. Okay. Good. That, that's, that's, that's like what I was, I guess, expecting from, from the question. <laughs> so so it never stops, right? Le- learning keeps on going forever uh, in the PT field.
0: And, you know, it, uh, it goes in different phases. Obviously there are different times and points in our career where we focus on different things, try and, um, learn from different things. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, there's always different stages, different opportunities there.
1: Yeah. No. Um, I don't know if you want to add anything else to this point, but I feel like the, I, I have a, a PT related question to ask you. Maybe that could be like the subject of this this podcast episode. Um, uh, I'm, very, I'm very curious, my friend. Okay. Okay. So it's. Um, I would say it's around like two, three weeks since I've been practicing, um, as a physical therapist, but part-time. Um, and yesterday I had, or two days ago, sometime this week, I had a a horrendous day of everything. That's
0: a very powerful statement.
1: Well, so I have around like 10 to 12 patients a day normally, uh, maybe like 14, somewhere around that upper 10 number. Um, And Wednesday I had just five cancels out of the blue. So I was like, Whoa, I I was taken aback by the whole, I guess just, just cancel after cancellation. Um, and the number one rule that everybody tells you is to not take cancellations or anything, uh, no shows or things like that personal, because, uh, it, it could be like a whole array of factors. Like there's, there's an uptick in COVID cases in New York especially, so that's a lot of patients were canceling for that. Um, it was – I was talking to one of the volunteers there, and he was like, yeah, it's the first real cold day, Bob. It's like 30 degrees here. Uh, it, it really chills down their bones. <laughs> People may not be coming. Um, and, yeah, so, so I guess my question to you is, you've been practicing for, for a year, full-time, two facilities, a residency. You're going to a fellowship. How do you, I guess, separate cancellations, no shows from, and, and taking that too personal? Do you know, do, do you know what I mean, Nick?
0: Yeah, I absolutely do, Bob. Um, and, you know, I I go I go both ways with it. I go, you know, there's one one sense of it where it's very much I I need to control the controllables. There's a lot of things that are outside of my reach, um, outside of it. And is this something that is habitual for this person not just in terms of physical therapy care but in terms of just kind of how they carry out their life more so that it's not just for physical therapy but many other things that they do but then so that's that's kind of part of it. Is that i try and take that with a you know a grain of salt but you know i i usually when people are like right there's a reason for that whether it's a pattern whether it's something else but then in addition to that is trying to consider. Know, what other factors are out there? So, yeah, maybe it's a cold weather thing. Maybe it's, you know, more COVID stuff. And for that, you know, look at the other therapists that are there, right? People who have been there longer and everything. Do they have the same kind of cancel and no-show rates? Um, again, in general, maybe not day by day, but on average, do they have that? If they do, then I think that you have less to worry about. Um, so then, honestly, I try and do some reflecting on, you know, is there something that I could have done better to engage them. Is there a reason that we have a certain number of patients that kind of fall off and take it their own motivation? Is it did I fail to kind of tell that story in terms of their life better? Or was it just, oh, I give them a diagnosis and use an exercise to do it. It seems kind of arbitrary to them. Um, so I think making it seem salient and meaningful to them has always helped. But um, then obviously people want results too, and if they see results, um, and they think that they can do it. I've had the opposite actually before, Bob, where I've had a couple people I was, you know, five, six visits in, and then, you know, other life, state, other life things came up maybe with COVID, maybe with other things, work-related stress, and the feedback that they gave me was like, hey, listen, do I want to get even better? Yes, but I believe I'm good enough now to continue this on my own from what you've taught me, and I'll come back if I need you. And for me, I love that, right? It's like we can empower people to be like, you know, make it their own advocate, where they need, and I'll, I'll tell people that um, early on, hey, I'm going to get you to a certain point, um, depending on my setting. For Kaiser, we see them a little bit less. For the private outpatient, we see them a little bit, with the ability to see them for a little bit more, um, and saying, hey, we can we can work on things if you want to work on them, but if there's a place in this train ride, we feel like you need to take a stop and jump off because you're done, you're good to go, you're good enough for you, that's perfect. We can do that.
1: Okay. Yeah, no, I, as you're talking about this, then, and I'm reflecting about these patients that either canceled or no showed uh, last Wednesday or this Wednesday. Um, It makes me think that there's just one patient that just, I guess, sticks out in my mind that maybe I could have done uh, something a little bit better that that wasn't due, I guess, to chance. So, so this lady. First of all, I'd say
0: that, you know, I'm glad you reflected on that, you know, but one out of five, right? It's still a learning opportunity still extremely valuable. But that's very different from going in your mind, oh, my gosh, it feels like a failure because one-third of my patients for the day are more place um, that maybe they don't value me versus, you know, some life things might have happened in the city. Um, Maybe these people have a hard time committing anyway, so it's more of an uphill battle. But then, yeah, I can learn from
1: this one mistake. So are you saying that I should – I think you
0: lost me there, Nick. So. <laughs> yep, so I'm saying you- that it, with it being you attributing kind of one person to your losses in a way with that, or like, hey, like, this one's on me. Um, I think it's easy to get down on yourself when you just look at the numbers, like, oh, I kind of had five people no-show. Um, but when you really dig down to the reasons that it, it makes it from getting down on yourself to just being more practical advice and learning lessons.
1: Okay. All right, thank you for that, Nick. I, I appreciate this. Um, and I guess your, your mentorship is, I guess, formal or informal mentorship through this podcast as well, just talking about back and forth about things related to, to I guess, mental fitness and mindset and also physical therapy.
0: Oh, well, but, of course, dude. You know, this is a, it's a two-way street bottle. I'm wearing stuff from you all the time, man.
1: Yeah, so if I were to reflect on this patient, so this patient, um, she has uh, – low back pains, psoriatic arthritis in the low back. She had a direction preference. She uh, responded. She she was a pretty simple, like, patient that responded well to um, extension movements. She pretty much centralized with extension. And I thought...
0: Where was the location of her pain originally?
1: So, it was just a central symmetrical low back. Okay. So, she had pain... um, just with a lot of bending with walking. But it was psoriatic arthritis, so she had this pain for 10-plus years, but her symptoms resolved with um, some extension movements. So pr- pretty simple, like, overall in terms of derangement. Now, I think there are other barriers that impacted our service because uh, financially she wasn't able to to keep up with, I guess therapy, like on her first visit, she was like, can we just do once a week because my co is very high. And she had to walk around like 45 minutes to come to the clinic to see me. Um,
0: what what was, only, was your approach? What was your education, Bob, to her in terms of responding to her request?
1: Uh, so that, that's what we did. We I listened to her. I empathized with her. I was like, yep, I think all you need is once a week. Um and as long as you keep up with this, work on your posture and things at home, I think overall this could be a, a rapidly reversible condition for the low back. Um, so that was my approach. I sent her home with it. I explained, gave her all the education, gave her some analogies on what it's what what like posture and, and these exercises are like. Um, an analogy I used was like a bank account analogy. So when you're in the mm-hmm. negative. Uh, that's when you're in pain. So the only way to add money into the bank account is to do these exercises to, to correct your posture. And every time you do the opposite or something that's aggravating, you take money out. So I thought I did pretty well education, but for her to like, tell me, um, I guess the clinic was a little bit too far and she, she was going to go to another PT clinic more closer, I guess that for me, I just took that personal more and that, I guess, just spread out to my other four patients that weren't really, I guess, that, that were just from, I guess, chance events that canceled and no showed. Well, if, um, this
0: was, if this was a patient who lived five minutes away, who wasn't worried about any kind of financial difficulty, uh, but let's say that you still thought it was best and ethical just to do it once a week for them, would you have treated this patient any differently?
1: I'm gonna say no. Um, Why not? uh, In terms of my experience and knowledge right now, um, I still think like what I gave her was the best that I could have given her um, in terms of exercise and and education. So, but is there always room for improvement? Yes. Uh, What can I improve on? Of course.
0: But but it's not like at this stage you withheld anything. You felt like oh man, like I. I missed that one big part. Um, It sounds like, you know, you you did what was within your capacity at the time. And, you know, she's even said, hey, this is due to other life circumstances. And can you use this to improve? Absolutely. I had a few patients I treated even yesterday that I got good results. And I could have improved in my efficiency a little bit. I could have improved in my thought processing a little bit. There are things that I can keep refining. Um, And so – to me, it sounds like Bob that, listen, she has other really lay stuff going on, right? She's got some struggles. She has to walk 45 minutes. It wasn't a colder day. You know, You know, the kind of hard ass in me says, you know, so what? Um, but the human in me says, okay, you know what? We, we respect that. I, as a physical therapist, healthcare provider, am here for you if you would like me. If you want to go somewhere that's 10 minutes away versus 45, I respect that.
1: You know what's super interesting, Nick? You know, nope. you know how? Yeah, yeah I it's got to up up. But when we like, like, like that day, it, it felt like terrible. Like, like the day I was there, I was just waiting. Um, and uh, especially but, when you're new, you're still getting
0: your feet wet. You're still trying to, you know, understand the flow of the clinic and everything, and with the different clinicians that are working there as well. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. No. Well, it, it felt like super, I guess, mind-boggling when I was in it the day of. And then now that I'm talking to you about it, I was like, Hmm, that's interesting. Um, maybe it is other factors that influence these cancels or, um, like maybe I shouldn't take it personal. So so it's it's interesting that, that when you talk it out, it doesn't seem that bad. But then when you just have it like boggled down in your mind, it seems like this big overarching cloud that it's just your fault and it's easy to get down on yourself. Yeah, and
0: especially when it's in the moment too. And you know, I, you know, I'm not immune to that. Like I've those times where it's like, jeez, man, they don't it's like, they didn't show up again. Like I've got this one patient where, you know, he's traveling all the time. He's, a, he's an actor. He's been back and forth for a lot of gigs. And I just know like, hey, listen to see a, a few books this time for a couple of weeks ahead. It's a, you know, 50% like he's showing up five, 10 minutes late and a like 30% that he'll cancel the day off. And, you know, is it unfortunate? Yeah, but, like, I know that honestly for him, that is actually probably a better rate of showing up than he is for most of the other stuff going on in his life.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree. Um, I've been I've been re-listening to the book, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey. Great, great self-help book. Um, And, and I was listening to the part of Focusing on the circle of influence versus the circle of concern. So, the circle mm-hmm. of influence is basically the things you can control, and the circle of concern is all the external factors that appear to look like you can control, but really you can't. So, really trying to minimize the circle of control, uh, the circle of concern as much as you can, and expanding the circle of influence.
0: And you know, I think, um, Bob, it's important to go through conversations like this, even if it's, you know, we're drawing this out as an example for people going over this for like 15 minutes, but even if you have this kind of conversation with yourself in your head for 25 seconds, that helps you understand where those linear, where they branch off, in your control what's not. Because, you know, it's one thing for someone like you or someone like you to say, oh, yeah, 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 it's, uh, control the controllables. But if we're not able to actually do that, if we're not able to see what are the controllables, you know, it's like, all right, one more cheesy person saying some crap that. I don't know if I should follow or not. Yeah. No, just I. Like in I agree. a way, like if you, if that woman who you were treating, walk into your clinic, you're like, oh yeah, yeah, I think, I think this is something. You just do a subjective exam with her, and give her some back extension exercises. And let's say they work. They work the same. She's probably not going to follow up with them or do them the same, because you didn't have a good solid objective exam to prove that to her and tie it into her story. You said, okay, yeah, let me uh, let me see what this lady says and do this, and you might maybe get better, right? That's a heck of a lot
1: less compelling. No, I, yeah, no, I agree. It's it's um, I guess going back to your point further of just thinking out in your mind for like twenty five seconds. I would I would even take that further because I I was trying to do that, but it's hard when again like when you're in the moment, your mind becomes oh, absolutely.
0: I mean, that's where these these mental reps come in for those times. You know, it's almost probably, like, we're we're doing this for now, but even more so doing the stuff that we're doing for those times where it isn't the moment in game time. You practice 1,000, 10,000 shots, not for it to do it in practice, but so that when it comes to game time, you've taken that already.
1: Okay. So do you have any, I guess, recent, I guess, examples of this as well, maybe uh, with patients. I think you, you, you mentioned the the after patient. But anything else you, you will, uh have anything to relate to this as well? Yeah.
0: So share? I've had um one patient over at my other place that I've you know connected well with and everything. Um she's actually somebody who's aspiring going to go into medical school. She had ACL repair like four years ago. Um had gone back to activity, returned to sport, but then kind of started showing off the same stuff, I had the same side and knee pain that kind of started up again, you know, three years after that. And came to see me, and with the eval and everything, things were looking good, got her button into a program, increased more of her working out with some of the movements that she had a lot of pain with, such as a back squat, and we reduced her pain the front squat with loading anteriorly. Um, but she still was kind of intolerable for it. Got her back to jogging some more. Um, but then after that, Um, you know, it's been a while, hadn't seen her, uh, she came in, she canceled her next appointment, came in for her next follow-up after that. And, you know, she was doing well, kind of sticking to the program, progressing things at home, as we had talked about together. But then after that, um, you know, she canceled her next two appointments after that. And, you know, basically, kind of said, okay, she's done. She's got her stuff that she needs to work on. And, you know, was I a little bit annoyed in the moment? Yeah, totally. But part of it's like, hey, I enjoy working with this person. I know I provide value. And, right, they have other stuff in life at this time, other things that are leading them to, hey, they're showing some initiatives. I'm wanting to show up and continue to reschedule. Um, but ultimately, I provided knowledge, knowledge, understanding for them to work with it within their own realm. I did that early on, so they have the capacity to. So now they're kind of perceived amounts of control they have or their, perceived, need, their perceived, perceived needs in their life are more in other areas. Because I taught them enough where, hey, they know what to do. And could I refine things more? Absolutely. But they least feel like they have a game plan going forward. So moments like that where, like, it's frustrating because um, I would like to help, and those are the kind of athletes I enjoy helping more. But I should say, and they have the ability for themselves not to. yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah, thanks for sharing that, Nick. I appreciate it. And and this goes on um, and further elaborates that just talking about what's like a, a mentor in the clinic or, or a friend or writing it down and self-reflecting really helps you as the person really reflect and grow from that moment. So thank you, Nick, for, I guess, just showing us both what we talk about is actually
0: true. <laughs> <laughs> And, 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 you know, Bob, it's uh, people have different priorities in their life. And, you know, as the physical therapists, we're like, hey, there's stuff going on with your body. You're telling me all about it. And we make the mistake of assuming sometimes that this is their biggest priority. And oftentimes it's really not, right? Other times, other life things come up, and whether we think it's trivial or important to them, they will neglect their body on behalf of it, and they'll neglect their own psychological work. But it's not as pertinent to them. So part of our job is to help them perceive it as important. If it's really not that important but them. If they're like, hey, I'm 80% better, 85% better, I can deal with this, um, you, know, we can't, you know, we can't force the issue. It's something that they've got to want to a certain extent, and they've got to be willing to do the work to make it happen. And so sometimes if you know, when push comes to shove and they're out of that, like you um, came, I got an allergy from a mentor mine yesterday that I, Pain is a motivating factor for many patients. We know that Bob, right? Yep. So we imagine pain as it'll be more of a nociceptive stimulus, but a strong nociceptive stimulus. If we imagine pain as putting our hand on the hot stove, right? you the hot stove, a very strong nociceptive signal. It's probably ninety nine percent that you will feel pain. Are yep. Okay. Now your hand is off the stove. Don't feel pain anymore. Where is your hand?
1: Where is your hand? Where is your hand?
0: Your hand is off the stove. You don't feel pain anymore. Where is your hand? It's off the stove. Exactly. That's all we know. So it could be right. It could be you know, hey, we're six inches off the stove, or or on the other side of the kitchen, or. We're in the bedroom or we're even out of house. We have no idea how far away they are from their pain and their irritation, but they especially don't. So they can be just as tough, just as content, you know, six inches away from the fire or, you know, 40 yards away from the fire. It's up to us to help make them just a little bit more bulletproof to help them understand that, hey, we've got to be ready, not just that we get you out of the pain, because we can help you.
1: Oh, I like that. That's very cool.
0: Because a lot of times, you know, people will see this as a little party for themselves. Because it is, right? Because, hey, they say my hand's off the fire. Why do I need to care? And all of a sudden, some small life factor things change and they have a flare-up. And I, I used to kind of be more concerned about this, more worried, more, you know, kind of diving real deep into it. But now it's like, okay, that makes sense. Their hand didn't get far away from the fire. They changed some factors. They made the load harder. Whatever works for a total allostatic load for the body, which can be stress or sleep or nutrition, other components. And that was enough to kind of kick them over the edge and put their hand back on the fire.
1: Yeah. So wow, a very
0: similar thing can be said, Bob, for your base kind of analogy. Oh, the only difference is we can't tell how green and how black it is, how how black or how red it is. We can only tell if the balance balances
1: positive or negative. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Wow. That's wow. I like it. Thanks. Thanks for sharing that analogy, Nick.
0: Absolutely. Um, it's something that resonated strong with me at the time and, you know, I probably butchered you that I wasn't quite as eloquent. Um but, you know the message that comes across is an important one for really all of us listening out there, right? It's you know how do we measure, how do we achieve our goals? It's just kind of a vague little Are we running away from something, and are we just, you know, a few feet away, or are we, are we really chasing after something good?
1: Yeah. I like it. All right, Nick, let's touch upon our accountability, because I know you're walking to work. You're almost there. Um, so last week my goal was to finish some modules from this this program, that I'm learning for for more about, like, the Kenzie Method. I finished two solid modules. Um, They were very informative. I learned so much, and I still need to go back and review and and refresh those just so I can internalize them better. Um, I think my next week goals, same thing. There's three more modules. I just want to finish two more. Uh, And I also want to call the, the New York State Department to see when, I guess, my license number would be processed. So I can start other things related to business. Um, now, what about you, Nick?
0: Uh, I'll keep you posted in New York
1: State. They take a while. They're annoying, but that's a story. Um, so I
0: still call them up with you officer. Um, yeah. Did, do you know
1: how long it took you for to get you the, your license? Was it like six yeah, weeks? I did, I, I, took, I did New York to California. So I think New York might have been like
0: two months and California was like three. Okay. Got it. But again, that no, wasn't during COVID either.
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. What about you, Nick? Hit me with your... So,
0: I've been working okay. on kind of
1: studying, getting ready for that exam, the practice exam and everything.
0: Um, so, kind of really, some just, you know, taking that tomorrow. But then, after taking that, um, you know, continuing to prepare, I've actually decided very intentionally for today to be my last episode of my daily podcast, for not forever, but for a while, and doing that from a standpoint of, you know, I do that to make myself better and to kind of contribute to your best. And yeah. And the me right now with a lot of things going on, it is not serving that purpose right now. It's turning to not quite busy work. It's not a flare of busy work. You know, it's like, you know, the, the fruit isn't bad. It's just not quite as fresh. And there are times and seasons that push through that, and I do. And this is not one of those times right now. So I need to keep it fresh. Need to keep focusing on my other priorities in life. That's what I'm doing.
1: I like it. It goes back to the last episode of the power of saying no or setting the, those priorities. But yeah, go ahead.
0: Absolutely. So that'll be my goals, my ambition, my focus, action steps for the next time.
1: I like it. All right, Nick. It was always a pleasure. Um, and I'll talk to you next week.
0: All right, Bob. Keep staying strong. Work hard, man.
1: You too. Take care.